So, Tony, what's your favorite YouTuber? My favorite YouTuber... Quick, think fast. This is a cold is, open. Quick. Um, Collins Key. Collins Key. Ooh, you heard it here first, folks. Free promo for Collins Key. That's Tony Burgess's favorite YouTuber. I heard it here first. But you're good? How are you? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? I'm sick, so I think throughout this whole podcast, people will hear me go... <laughs> or, like, breathe. Talk really fast and then breathe through my mouth. Kind of like... <sighs> so... I hope they enjoy that. I hope they do. Um, and I hope they enjoy Collins Key. And, uh, yeah. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Faith to Go podcast. You're on the go resource to have faith discussions with your friends and with your family. My name is Maya Little Sonia, and I am the youth minister here at St. Paul's Cathedral. And usually I have joined with me uh, David Tremaine, our director of Faith Formation and Outreach and Children, Youth, and Families, and Jacqueline Pippin, the Reverend Jacqueline Pippin, who lives in Japan. Unfortunately, neither one of them could make it to record the podcast today. Um, it is finals week in Japan, and Jackie works in a college there, so she has to go do that. And David is still at home with his little one, and we are excited to have him back probably next week. Maybe not, but that's okay. And today... We are recording the podcast for the week of August 5th. It will be proper 13. But first, usually we do a Japan fact because Jackie lives in Japan. But you know what? Since she isn't here, I'm going to do a San Diego fact. I love San Diego. Very proud of San Diego. And this fact I'm less proud of, but it's still a fun fact. Well, not fun, but a fact I did not know before. So get ready, please. San Diego has, did you know, the most fleas than any other con- or city in the country? Am I right? Yeah, that's, that's fun. It's a, good, it's a good fact. So, But I look forward to having them both on the podcast next week, and perhaps there'll be more compelling facts than the fact that we have more fleas than any other city in the continental United States, or just the United States in general. But like I said, this is, this is the podcast for August 5th. This is a proper 13. And now we've um, been reading a bit from John, um, a good amount of John's gospel from our lectionary readings as of late, and we will continue to do so this week. We are picking up pretty much right where we left off. Uh, If you tuned in last week or, you know, we're at church and been keeping up with the lectionary, we read the story of Jesus feeding the 5,000. And um, was it last week? Yeah, it was last week. And this picks up right where that leaves off. So Jesus has just done this miracle. People are quite astounded. And what I am about to read right now is kind of what follows after that. So right now I'm going to be reading John 6, uh, verses, or John chapter 6, verses 24 to 35. So let's see here. So when the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they themselves got into the boats and went to Capernaum looking for Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus that said, Jesus answered them, Very, very truly I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For it is on him that God the Father has set his seal. Then they said to him, What must we do to perform the works of God? 
Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. So they said to him, What sign are you going to give us then, so that we may see it and believe you? What work are you performing? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness. As it was written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Then they said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. So that's one of our classic Johannine metaphors. Jesus talks a lot in a lot of metaphors throughout John's gospel. Just a little bit of context. Um, just the sea they were talking about and with Capernaum was the north end of the Sea of Galilee, which I always like to point out is not a sea, but a lake. But that is neither here nor there, I suppose. And the mana they're talking about it goes back to an exodus when the Israelites were um, wandering the desert. They were they were hungry, they were starving, and God provided this kind of mystery bread, I suppose. Um, this, I guess it was paste or uh, whatnot, but from heaven that had woken up, uh, that they had woken up to, so and sustained them uh, through their journey in the wilderness. And so they're saying things like, you know, he gave us this bread, and and we were filled with the loaves, and they're trying to look for signs that you know what are we doing? Is it right? Is it correct? And Jesus somewhat is critical of that and, and tells them, you know, this isn't, this isn't about that. So as always, I have, well, we have three points to provide. Um, I, I'll go first with mine and then subsequently Jackie wrote me her point and then I'll give you David's point. Um, and yeah, we'll see three topics to kind of discuss, to think about, to pray about, talk about uh what have you um so the first thing that i jumped out to me so of course you know there there's those iconic phrases like i'm the breath of life or bread of life and and you know this is a very iconic moment in jesus's ministry but something that struck me is jesus making the very clear distinction in verse let's see When he says, it was not, uh, verse 32, then Jesus said to them, truly, very truly, I tell you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but it is my father who gives you the true bread from heaven. Now, this is something that I think all of us somewhat struggle with, but it's something that I found especially pertinent, and then the following message that ensues, I find fairly comforting it's whenever i do good works or something that someone seems to be particularly impressed with or grateful for i feel uncomfortable after the fact i mean not and i don't blame anyone for this of course and i just am cautious to examine my reactions to when people praise the person for certain things but not but i know that it wasn't Maya who did X, Y, and Z. It was the Holy Spirit working through me. And whereas I can feel joy that I had the privilege of being the vessel that the Holy Spirit gave these people something they needed, 
it's not I am very cautious of my own love of validation and my own love of praise my own love of confirmation that what I'm doing is right and good and helpful and that I'm being praised for it and it's not necessarily a bad thing to look for confirmation but it's just something that I always feel I need to keep in check as far as humility and sometimes you can't even like you don't take the credit for things people place it upon you like as is the case with the people citing the scripture to Jesus but it, it's it's something that I always strive to make that distinction um, that I have to be very careful about because I love being the center of attention. I love to talk. I love to be praised. And whereas that's not inherently a bad thing, it definitely can either lead to bad things, but also isn't particularly sustaining if I'm always looking for outside validation, outside praise to continue to do those good works when I should really just be doing it and let the Holy Spirit do its thing to do it and not necessarily for the intentions that I have in mind, like uh, being praised or something along those lines. I just have to be very intentional about my humility and my intentions whenever I volunteer to do things or even small, very small things. I mean, I've noticed things like if I open the door for someone and they don't say anything, I'll, I'll notice I get somewhat indignant like well gee you can say thanks but then I realized well they don't you didn't have to do that you know and they don't have to respond it's just doing it to do it doing things because they're a nice thing to do doing things because God compels you to do them and not necessarily needing to be validated confirmed and praised so my point was mainly about outside validation and outside praise and making that distinction and Jackie's point I'll pull it up here she messaged me on Facebook, so gotta pull it up. Okay. So she was gonna talk about our need for confirmation as I spoke of, of, of confirmation, praise, but also for her like the signals, the signs that those people were needing. Um, and that it's okay and normal to feel that way, but deeper faith, really true deep faith, is not needing it or not relying on it. Whereas it's nice to have it's not entirely necessary. And the example that she used is one that we speak of many a time here in the podcast. It's about her garden. Um, as some of you may know, Jackie has a delightful little like uh, porch slash indoor green room garden where she grows a variety of things like jalapenos and peas and, and uh, tomatoes. But she says, my example was going to be my garden. I was feeling really discouraged that I was making a difference in my day to make, um, to my day to, oh, there's a typo, pruning and watering when no fruits were being produced. So she did every day go out of her way to make sure that everything was meticulously pruned and whatnot. We were talking about it. I mean, we've talked about it time and time again with this podcast, how she places them on little trestles and, and does everything she can. And then when there's nothing really being made of it, you feel discouraged, and ultimately, it's just about trusting God that what you're doing is good work. And even though you might not see the immediate outcome of it, which would be the fruits being the sign that you're doing good works in God's work, it doesn't necessarily matter. Because when you trust yourself and what you're doing, it's trusting God and what he's doing through you. And um, and, and in that mana, that, that, that sustenance that God gave the people, it's really like this... By trusting that we are filled 
with God and God's um, goodness, it gives us the energy and the power to do like really true, sustainable, good work in the world without needing to have that validation because that's not always going to come. It's not... Um, and even when it does come, you can't only rely on it. Sometimes it's worse when that validation comes because you'll always be looking for it again and it won't, it won't happen. So this can apply to a variety of different things. It can apply to, you know, letting people ahead of you in line. There's really small, small things, very small things, but particularly things that you go out of your way to consistently work for and do, whether it's uh, spiritual, like nonprofit work, charity, or if it's something kind of like if you donate to a charity once and you don't see where that money goes, but you have faith that that's going to go where it needs to go and that's something you feel compelled to do. Um schoolwork just everything that i think we are unsure about how we feel compelled to do certain things but we feel unsure if it's the best thing we can be doing if it's the right way to be helping and serving god when that is our intention and we second guess ourselves and we second guess god um and ultimately when we do trust god and his purpose for us that leads to just you know, it's one thing to be fulfilled, like, if you're hungry, it's one thing to be full and satisfied, but you can only be full and satisfied, I guess, if you know it, and just being mindful of how, you know, if you're, if you're full, just being mindful of, um, I don't need to consume more validation, I don't need to look for these fruits, uh, I, I'm full, I'm satisfied, and that can be really difficult, um, but once you are able to be really introspective and recognize that, it's um, it's very fulfilling. So the thing I kind of dubbed as David's David's point is based off of those not necessarily needing, even though they're nice, those signs and signals and indications of God working in our lives. But it's it's very difficult. And on one hand, you don't need signs and or big grandiose gestures that you're doing all right, but obviously vocation and prayer and connection with God is still important so it's walking that line but in our modern society this is kind of the point I had for David it is I would say arguably more difficult to follow Jesus's teaching here than it was to those people um, back then which it was very difficult then to not feel the need to have outside validation to have outside um food and sustenance and be sustained by other things or outside validation signals and confirmation because for many reasons one we uh live in a society now where it's a capitalist society and how like take what you may from that but that is the current situation that we are in and i feel like a large part of our value uh you know you go to a dinner party one of the first questions is what do you do uh, a lot of our value is based on our work what we produce, and how much or what we consume in our society today. And it's just unfortunate, And but that's just the situation we're in. But also, we're in the 21st century, we're past the age of reason, meaning that we naturally look for logical evidence, concrete evidence, um, you know, empirical reasoning, the, the, the scientific hypothesis, we're, or scientific method, we, we need that if we're going to make decisions, most of us at least. And it, and it is wise to do so about many different things. Um, 
but and I'm grateful for what the Age of Reason has done as far as alleviating the suffering of much of mankind. However, it does make it a lot more difficult to fully put and wholeheartedly put your trust in something that there's not really a whole lot of evidence for. And even beyond that, not needing that evidence, because even if there was a very concrete case for the ways God is working in your life or God existing in general and trusting in that, even if there was a whole laid out concrete evidence-based plan and hypothesis and whatnot, it would still... Ultimately, I would hope to get to a place where I wouldn't even need to look at it. You know, I mean, obviously it's nice, but we don't have that kind of evidence and proof. And it's hard because, I mean, how am I going to put all my, not need these external signs? I don't need proof. I don't need signals I'm doing right. I don't need tangible evidence. I just have to trust something that I really need to get in touch with every day and pray to it's it's really difficult and i would say it's more difficult now than it was then but from that it is ever more important to read these scriptures to really recognize those things because also we have a million more directions where we could take our lives you know before the and especially in, the, in galilee in the in first century palestine there were, there's only a certain repertoire of things that or vocations as far as, like, uh, jobs that people had, you know, trades. and But now we can do, the sky's really the limit. We can do so much as humans, and good and bad. And we can do so much good and do so many things and eat so many things. It, but it's difficult to, one, figure out which way we go, but also have we had enough. And that I don't need to keep participating in a certain, like, rat race so maybe i'm just rambling and going on a tangent but it's just a struggle that i can relate to but ultimately as it was then and it is it is now even though it's more difficult those people were urged by jesus to recognize how they are being fulfilled and how they aren't they shouldn't work for the fruits of the things that are, are pretty temporary which is like earthly things but just as those people were urged by Jesus, so are we. And it is still important to recognize, you know, I don't need all these things to be full. I don't need all these things to be a person. I don't need all these things to wholeheartedly and fully live out my life as God intended. I don't need things, truly. Um, if I have me, that is the only thing I really need. And, of course, other people to really engage in a with the world in a way that God is asking me to. Um... So, yeah, that was kind of my whole spiel. Thank you, Jackie, for her points. Thank you, David, for his inspiration for my point for him. And I really enjoy doing this podcast. Um, I'm excited to be in your ears next week. Just a little recap of the three points. Um, first one being mine of, you know, not necessarily feeding too much off of praise and credit for good works and God's work in our lives um, once those works have been done and, and validation and credit and praise from other people and really putting a large amount of value into humility and graciousness. Um, second thing, which was Jackie's thing, was not necessarily praise, but just signs and indicators that what we're doing is good work. And even if you might not see the immediate effect of 
how you're doing and what you're doing is good, but still having the faith and trusting yourself, trusting God um, to move forward with that and not needing those signals and those uh, things, but not necessarily praise, which is how it's different from mine. And David's thing ultimately was just recognizing how truly difficult it is to do all of these things. And I think time and time again on this podcast, it truly is difficult to do the things we ask and to do things we say. I go, I'll go home tonight and I'll probably not be perfect at it. But that's kind of the point is just working towards it and so that we can live into a wholer, more whole, full, intentional way to live our lives as God had uh, urged us to in these scriptures. So... Yes, those are their three points. I'm going to read the gospel again. Just uh, keep your ears perked. Listen for things that you might have not um, interpreted a certain way before and just see how you feel after I read this scripture again. So it is John 6, 24 to 35. So when the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they themselves got into the boats and went to Capernaum looking for Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, Very truly I tell you, you are looking for me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will have for you. For it is on him that the God the Father has set his seal. Then they said to him, What must we do to perform the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. So he said to them, Sorry, so they said to him, What sign are you going to give us then, so that you may see so that we may see it and believe you? What work are you performing? Our ancestors ate them on in the wilderness, as it is written, He gave them bread for he- heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, it was not Moses who gave you bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. The word of the Lord. So thanks again for tuning in to this podcast. I hope to have both my co-hosts back next week. Um, Let's see. If you enjoyed this podcast, go on iTunes and rate it five stars, hopefully, so that other people can find it. Subscribe to have us in your uh, iTunes feed. Um, If you would to see the other Faith to Go resources, go to St. Paul Cathedral, stpaulcathedral.org slash faith to go. If you would like to subscribe to an email, which is um, better for mobile uh, access to the resources, you can also subscribe on that web page. And I hope to see you next week with both of my co-hosts. Thank you so much. Bye.